This voice you've been hearing has been described as the ideal butterfly, delicate, intimate, the warmth, this ability to communicate a feeling, the voice of Madame Licia Albanese, whom we're delighted to have as our guest this morning, the distinguished <laughs> soprano. Madame Albanese, I was watching you as you were listening to yourself singing Un yes. Valdiva Dremo. You were actually recreating this role. You were living it, and there was something you were saying that intrigued me very much. You spoke of the oriental mm -hmm. yes, flavor. Yes, that's of right. It. I said this role should be uh, sang with the oriental way, uh, so soft and and so every meaning of words is uh, is really sweet. Should be very strong or dramatic. Dramatic comes late when she becomes a mother. You know. And then uh, the, the Pinkerton, the husband, wants to take the boy, the child, from her. And then she becomes like a little animal, you know, very jealous. And in the last act, you know, Madame Butterfly is uh, a big tragedy, which she kills herself. There is where the drama comes in, with the conflict That's right. the but the violence. All, all, but all, all the way, you know, they should give yeah. this idea of oriental way. Like, you know, I used to see movies and Japanese movies, which they intrigued me so much. And then I used to read books about their life. It's always like that. Even if when they get really mad, they have this different way that, you, that the way we, we used to do all, all over the world. They have their really different uh, way how to say things to a do different things, way you know? of, A different way of showing their showing emotions. Showing their emotions, ah, yes. You uh -huh. then in preparing for Chocho Yes. in preparing for this role, then you read and saw different things so involving much. Japanese yes. life. Yes, I did. I went through really their history and everything they I could find. Every small piece of paper saying something in Japanese, I read. Because <laughs> like it intrigues me so much. You were an actress then, preparing yeah, right. for a role. You know, I had so many friends, Japanese friends, even in Italy, and they said that they couldn't understand how come I could I could make themself, you know, in myself. They couldn't believe it. And I was an Italian girl from, maybe because where I come from, my town. This is what was where? It's Bari, B-A-R-I. Oh, the port town, Bari. The port, yes, on the Adriatic Sea. We are close to Oriental there. And they said maybe because we have, and we had this influence, Oriental people coming in Bari so many, 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 many years ago. Because Bari is a seacoast city, see? sailors. Yes, and yes uh -huh. we had this uh, really a lot of people coming in from Oriental. Since you've mentioned your town of Bari, if we could perhaps go back to beginnings a little, uh, you made your debut as Butterfly, didn't you, at the Metropolitan? Yes, but that was uh, uh, 1936 in Parma. That's a place near Milano, which is more difficult in that uh, to sing in that small opera house than La Scala. They always said, who sings in Parma? Uh, Parma is the town of Verdi, and Maestro Toscanini, too. Oh, they're Parmigiano. They're very, see, Parmigiano. Mm -hmm. And they're very, very difficult uh, to uh, accept, accept uh, young singers. And I remember my butterfly, I sang eight times, eight modern butterfly, I, uh, they didn't like the tenor. I had to change tenor every time I did butterfly. <laughs> they liked the butterfly. Though. Yes, they did. <laughs> this is something, uh, you were saying this is the home of the champions. Yes, you had to yes, make good. This is the home right. of Verdi and uh -huh. the home of Toscanini, yes. so they were more, uh, their values oh, were more demanding. Oh, yes, very difficult to, to demand. It's really something to be, to be scared, you know. 
to sing in that time. But I didn't know. I was so young. I didn't know. And I sang. After four performances, they asked me to to sing six more. And I, I gave ten performances altogether. At Parma? Yes. And after that, I went to La Scala. So then, uh, 1940, I came here. I didn't sing so much, too much in Italy. I just four, five years. We think altogether. of you immediately as the uh, Puccini heroine. You and Puccini, these two names have been bracketed. What is it about Puccini that attracted you? I don't know. I think he wrote more for a soprano than every, anybody else wrote for a lyric voice, which I am. I'm not a dramatic. I'm a lyric. So Puccini wrote for lyric voice. And uh, and I don't know. With Puccini, there is something, and I'm glad he's not alive. They would say another would become his sweetheart. <laughs> you mean you're in love really? with this music so much? I'm in love with him, <laughs> even that. And that's why I want to bring Puccini all the time out and to make more beautiful his own opera, and uh, really to to do to even to stage them. I would love to do someday. Yes. You would like to, to be the director, the and the director, you'd like to stage, stage uh, yes. Puccini. Is there a particular way? This is, if you, if I may ask you, what is it you would do? You well, are the they, they director. They have so many nuances to to bring out. Uh, for example, let's take um, oh, Madame Butterfly. Butterfly. You you have to give ideas of Oriental way, which uh, I don't think any directors, stage directors, gives uh, this idea. Well, at the Metropolitan, we had this Japanese man putting, putting this opera on, which he did nice things. But he didn't know Italian very well. Sometimes we had to do something to act, different what the words meant. Instead, it bothers me. I have to do everything. That what the, if you say you sit down, you have to sit down, no? Instead, sometimes they don't understand the Italian or the words. Uh, and something like me, if I do something in English and I didn't understand the word, I want to know what that means before to do, because I must know the meaning of things. See, in your case, you would be the ideal stager because not only do you know the Italian, <laughs> your native language, but you've become so immersed yes, with Oriental. Yes, I find Oriental. so many things. You know, lately, just a few days ago, I want to tell you this. Maybe you don't know this opera. We did an opera, quite operetta, by, written by Puccini. And uh, the name is uh, La Rondine which means the swallow. swallow. It's a beautiful opera. He wrote this opera like an operetta. And we gave this in Philadelphia just two days ago. Oh, you did? Really? And oh, this I is, did. This is light. I, this staged, is light. I staged it. Oh, and I find out so many things. I'm really proud. And I think they had a great success. They, they, I didn't expect this, uh, this success, which they, they came out. And maybe did many things with it in. You can imagine me to smoke. I did smoke on the first act. <laughs> in the first act, I start to smoke because it doesn't say anything so on the on the the opera. But I find the things you which found uh, a reason just for it. to uh, uh-huh. uh, to put this opera to wake this opera up because the way it is written, you can do in the best way, but you have to find these things to wake up the public for certain opera. See. You were doing this. You were the director. You were the yes. stager of La Rondina. Yes, that and then I sang the part. And too, you sang the, the part. part but as the director, you, something you did. You were like the director of a stage yes, play too. Yes. You found new things. You improvised. Yes, mm-hmm. to to find things, and then to tell to other girls. You know, all the girls we are on the stage, or the ten, or do this, do that, and step on this uh, music, because the music it tells you what to do. Sometimes gives so many 
ideas. This is something you just mentioned that intrigues me. The music. You get ideas then from the from music. From the music. The uh, who writes music or the the the, the authors and opera. They they all the time. If we read their books or what they left over, and they say you have to follow the music movements on the music. Certainly, nice way in a warm way, and very beautiful, appealing way. Not ridiculous, you know. If you walk with the stiff legs, so it looks funny. Instead to walk in a way or to turn around, just the music tells you to do. The music gives oh. you the cue. Or slow or fast, gives you so much. So this gives more drama, more more expression. This is a new avenue then for you, isn't it? This one of being the director, the stager yes, now. Yes, well, I would love to do that sometime, but just to stage the Puccini yeah. opera. Puccini. Well, since <laughs> we're on the subject, my blood. since we're on the subject really of Puccini and blood. you, your Mimi too yeah. is a memorable figure in the yes. on the, on well, the stage of Puccini Bohem, it's works. a beautiful, really light opera which everybody would always love. You it's the life of everybody. You know, they go to school, they go to the, they are student, they are poor. This is life, every day you find this life. That's why it ne will never die. Of young students, story, yes, no matter who the they are. The story is so youth, it's yeah, full yeah. of youth. So yeah. beautiful and this fresh. This is what you just said, full of youth. Yes. And we'll come back to Bohem, if I may. Yes. Uh, you have played with just about every uh, fantastically talented tenor. You've worked with Gili when yes, you were very young. Yes, I did. With Bohem, really most, I sang with Gili and uh, Laura Volpe. Skipper, and then Jean Pierce, natural talker, and Martinelli, which really I great uh, I, I had the greatest tenors. Madame Leach, Albanese, you are now at this moment. You are Mimi. You are this girl, and you know you're not fear frail. Suppose you set the scene for my name is Mimi. Would you mind setting the scene for it? Before you sing, well, you know, he, uh, the Mimi sits, sits at a chair, and the tenor sings his aria, telling her how beautiful eyes you have. I can make a, uh, just uh, uh, can dream about your eyes, and I sit there, and then I sing "Mi chiamano Mimi" because you know Mimi is a sick girl. She's not going to uh, blast in the voice to say, Mikamano Mimi, you know? <laughs> She's a very delicate and suffering uh, girl, and she has TB. So y y you can imagine, uh, did you ever have a friend or see people sick with that illness? I had. I had a servant in Italy, too. But she was very frail and very quiet and talking very low, you know, like this. That's what is Mimi. The way I sing Mimi, it's soft. The voice is very quiet. Madame Albanese, as you were talking, no, I know there was something <laughs> I wanted to catch you on this. As you were listening to Mimi, you, you were thinking something, and then suddenly you said something. You were this girl, Mimi, as you were sitting, and you, say, you spoke of her love for the sun. Yes, because she... Mimi is sick. She's, uh, she has TB, no? And, every, and they, when they are sick like that, they want warm place. And they prefer the spring, they prefer the summer, and not the winter with the snow. And I said, I'm a healthy girl, <laughs> and I love snow. I love snow. This is Leicia Albanese, who <laughs> likes the snow. You're, you're strong, yes. you're in good health, but when you're doing Mimi... Oh, no, well, I feel you're, like you're her. thinking differently yes. about it. Yes, just I'm scared of snow. There's something else you had just said, and I think this is worth 
discussing. He said, today so many singers sing Mimi the same way they sing Aida. Aida. See, that's, that's, uh, I don't know if I'm wrong, but tell I don't think difference. I'm wrong. Well, Aida is an healthy girl, and she's a color girl, primitive girl. It should be a little rude, you know, or, or uh, rough, let's say, in this way. More outwardly passionate, yes. let's say. Yes, uh, and with a big voice, you know. You cannot say, si mi chiamano mimi. You can say, vitorna vincitore, dal mio labbro scilempia parola. You cannot say, vitorna vincitore, dal mio... <laughs> no, she's a very earth girl, and she should sing really with all her, the voice she has in her throat and her heart. So that's what I mean, to, to try to sing all the opera. Every opera artist wants to sing. Maestro Toscanini used to say, in my time, a singer used to sing, especially the soprano, because the tenor can sing, and they sing Bohème, they sing La Traviata, they sing Aida. They used to sing all the opera they wanted with a lot of Thought. brain and thought and a big heart. So every artist can sing any opera they want. But we have to change mood, atmosphere, voice, even from the first act at the last act. We have to start with another idea. Let's say the first act of Madame Butterfly. Madame Butterfly, she is a young girl, 15 years old. So she has to start with a light voice doing uh, girlish things, you know, talking to him. You you know, when she says, vogliatemi bene, un bene piccolino, that means love me, but a little love, not to hurt me. So in this oriental way, the voice is small and clear, like a girl. Second act, she's a mother, I'm repeating again, then the voice becomes more mature. See, the voice is built. After you have a baby, you become mature. So on the last act, she, the tragedy comes in and she becomes very strong. And the voice even comes strong. But don't forget ever to lose that oriental way to do, see? You, you and Aida too. The Aida, the first act, she's, uh, she's uh, a girl. And then uh, she starts to love the, the tenor, Radames. So and then she finds out the, the, the other Soprano loves Radames, the queen of Amneris. So she becomes really like uh, a lioness, very mad and very, and then the voice becomes strong and strong until the end she's dying in the in the tomb, no, the, the grave. They close them in that, and then she's dying, and, and the breath, she doesn't have breath anymore. Do you think she has to scream and yell? She has to do soft way because she doesn't have any more breath to talk, you know, in this grave closed. Do you think she will have more uh, breath and even rather mess? And then she goes. The and they die together, see, without the any air at all. They didn't have air conditioning in that too. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I think, Licia Albanese, here you are the artist, continuously conscious then of all the nuances, yes. the changes, even the most, in the case of Aida, a different culture, so yes. bigger, stronger. At the same time here, too, different nuances. Yes, a nuance. And, and you must have a nuance. And in the way you describe butterfly. More interest to listen in opera, to love opera. Because in the opera, you know, they come 10, 20, 50 times to see and hear the same opera. 
even with the same artist. I know I'm singing Traviata, Butterfly, Bohème, Manon, for 20 years. So a question, so, a question. And they come and come over and over to listen to me because I change so many things, I change, uh, I give new things, new uh, movements, a new uh, dress, a new uh, way out to put my hair. And they really are interested to see that. And then your approach, that this then, so many times you have done, say, Violetta or, or Mimi yes. or Butterfly, yet each time it's never the same. No, I have to change. Yes, I always, uh, they come and they say, this is a different Albanese, see? That's what I want. Does your, aside from, say, changes in uh, physical things, yeah, physical. Is that, what about changes, do you find your interpretation Interpretation, yes, you can find so many ways, different ways. Not to make the people, the public, tired. It's like to make a movie. The movie you can never change is there. They go and see two, three times, and myself, I love movies. I go and after three, four times, I don't go back if I like a movie. And even the, the things on Broadway, you know, the um, plays, which I love and I go once in a while when I have time. It's too bad I don't have much time because I, I love Broadway plays or other things they do. And it's that, you go twice, but you don't go back because they do the same routine, the same movements, the same steps, the same face. In the opera, no, I have that chance to change. Yeah, to the good actor, though, you see, just like you, the fine singer, actress, the good actor in a straight play, he too, some of the very oh, best yes, ones, oh, have yes. to change as yeah, they, they go they along. They should. That's yes. what I tell all this young, young generation, new singers. If they ask uh, some advisement from me, and, and I tell them, why don't you do it this way and this way, and then don't remember, don't stick with this part and I tell you to tomorrow you can do different you have always study and be alert to give the opera and give new things in the opera and the same opera so I think this tomorrow is what you I will keep do alive different. the people this is, the key, this is two things you just said tomorrow you will do it different this is the key thing and the way you keep them alive that life itself is always full of oh yes and the same thing in the concert yes each well to sing on a concert is difficult because you have to change mood each aria, which is more the French aria, the Italian aria, and the English aria. It's different way. Do you find a concert, it. is a concert more of a challenge? Is a concert uh, tougher to do than a role in an opera? Well, it used to be to me, because I used to sing opera most. The concert is more delicate, and you had to put less voice. If we sing Italian or antique uh, leaders, see, mm -hmm. we have to put just a little voice and and then we sing the aria the voice is more out and uh, but it is different now i don't fear of concert i love concerts there is something you said earlier madame albanese indicates you were a little disturbed maybe by today you said stay some of the singers sing uh, butterfly the way they sing aida how would you explain yes. why is this what is missing today well they sing with the same strong voice and yelling all the time every opera just the same and oh. then you don't have any different mood. Oh, is it lack of training? What is it? Uh, what, is there less, is there well, less intensive training, training today than there was? That depends from us. Because in myself, I study all the time. I study even if I know an opera. I go and say, they tell me, oh, you study this opera again. You sing so many times. I said, all the time you can do better and better. And this is, was not my idea, too. I had this idea, I didn't believe myself, but when I... Uh, did something with Maestro Toscanini. 
I think this walker. So I, I heard from him to say the same thing. So then I got my courage. I said, oh, and then I'm not wrong. If he said so, the same thing that I used to think, you know, the same. And he used to say all the time, you know, when I go home, I always think how to do this. And then I come back and we do, and then the next day I change. He said, don't, don't think that I'm cra I crazy man. I change because I find the way it's better done. Do it is right. He was is, right. Since we're coming now to Maestro Toscanini and a uh, uh, fantastic rehearsal, which we hear his voice, you were present there. Yes. Now we come to this. There's one question before that. Do you feel maybe the repertoire of many of the younger singers is too broad today? The repertoire too wide? Don't concentrate well, enough I on Well, I think all single? these young, uh, new singers, they want to do fast everything. Fast. They don't want to have an hour to sit down and learn the part and go over. They want they sing the Metropolitan for the first time. For me, it's wrong. They should have experience. Well, I know they say where we got to take experience, to have experience. In Italy, we had experience in small theater, like I told you before, with Gigli, a tenor, and then I sang a part with him, Bohem, Mimi. But he was the star. And I was just the start, see? So then they heard me, and then next time I was going to a small, and I went to a small uh, town, and I sang with the uh, uh, skipper. Skipper. So they heard skipper, they heard me. And uh, before I went to La Scala, I told you, I sang already in a difficult uh, city. Parma. Parma, Piacenza, Bologna, all very difficult. City. Where the audience oh, uh, has heard these whistle, operas many times. They whistle. It's mm -hmm. like to say, you know, boo here. Oh, they whistle over there. Here, when they whistle, it's good. And I was scared here the for when I had my debut, you know, here in 1940. They the start whistling? to whistle, and I got scared <laughs> and I ran. They say, no, no, go back. That's good here in this country. <laughs> I thought it wasn't my town or my country. It's really, I was really scared, upset for. So that's uh, why I tell her this case. But that's why I go, when they call me and they start a new opera season, I always start with them. I never say no, because I like to, to just give away, I say in this way, I use this word, uh, to new and to be uh, a lot of luck, to give a lot of luck to these people. And they are really, oh, they have great voice, beautiful voice. And I want to help. But I being so rushed, you feel there's too much of a rush. But they have, yes, they, they, they should start. and. And then they, they, you know, I used to sing for nothing, for many years. And I knew I didn't have money even to eat. But what I said, they have to know me. I must go. And uh, they, just they pay me the expensive, all right. And said, now I tell you the truth, all these young kids, they want a lot of money. And that's really bad. It's not good. If they start with art and not with business, it's much better. I think they would someday reach the top now you're hitting, of the beauty you're probably hitting the, the core of the disease yes it's you say business rather than art it surrounds them doesn't it the yeah. whole world well i think for, for when they ask for benefit and they say oh do they pay i say no you have to sing for nothing oh no no nothing doing I say but nobody knows you they should know you they say no i don't care they have to pay me so where is he or she you don't hear of them for for years no more I said, if you start, and then every, for benefit, I think we should do things, especially for children or for sick people. It's a great, great medicine for them. 
So they make money when we sing. Talking about so the they artists. buy medicine to them. You know what a great thing I think we do. You know, which well, I love to sing, and for me it's not a sacrifice or a heavy work to to give benefit even every day, which I did when I came to this country. I sing for every religion. They ask me benefit for everything. So I went. I went on the radio. They they pay me just a small amount on this program I had on the radio. After six years, they paid me a big amount because I made a success. They liked me. They started to know me. So, but they don't know really. They should know. They should start from nothing uh, to work. Well, in the old days too, or the, or the days before now, there was more rest for singers too, wasn't there? I mean, they, the airplane takes you one day, and then you are the next day you're singing another. Yes, opera it is too. true. But you know, we d- I don't do that. I don't rush so much. I rush if I have to sing for benefit. Mm-hmm. I tell you the truth. I go here and there and run and. But if they pay me, I say no. I can't stay home. I don't feel to go. So, even when I was sick, when I was hoarse. But I gave my word I had to go, even if I talked to them. I said, I'm going to talk to them and just to say, listen, I don't feel well, I'm going to sing one aria. So I did. I always didn't uh, disappointed people. Called giving okay. of yourself. If we may mm-hmm. come now to the maestro, Arturo Tuscany, the man who did not rush. I mean, this, Yes, this and he did so much too, so many benefits he did. And he never wanted, everybody knew, even when he sent money to Italy or, or gave money in this country, he said, Nobody should know what I do. And he used to tell Quietly. to his son, please, Walter, don't tell to anybody what I do for benefit. You mean the columnist of the daily papers didn't have his no. name on every day? Eh? No, no, <laughs> he never wanted. That's why I said he was an humble po- person, a, such a great person. What of this rehearsal? Uh, here we hear the maestro, and uh, it's the NBC Symphony, I believe. Yes. Not the, this is the rehearsal of uh, Traviata, isn't mm-hmm. it? Now you were Violetta. Yes, in 1946. Could you sort of we hear we hear uh, the maestro singing too? Could yes. He, would he do this often? Mm-hmm. Well, he used to do that even with singers. So he he did this with the with the orchestra to make the orchestra, you know. Here then we're tuning in. This yes. is somewhere in uh, one of the halls in New York. Is this? Yes. Uh huh. And uh, this is during rehearsal. Uh huh. And a bit of Traviata. Uh, what was that he said there, Madame Albanese? <laughs> I like Mozart oh, as much as I like Verdi. Wonderful. Yes, he said, the way you love Mozart, you should love Verdi, which is beautiful, too. See, well, they used to, to, uh, to conduct uh, only uh, um, concerts, you know, classic. So opera is uh, less classic, but uh, he used to say in the opera you can find everything. You find classic music, and voice and quartet and uh, duet and then the the orchestra alone everything is uh, put together in an opera which is true he was saying there earlier you now you watch the conductor play the way the conductor yes. sings uh, is yes, that what he was saying yes. he said you look the way i think with this expression you know very strong expression and uh, with warmth that's the way you had to play and look at me <laughs> really was a great experience for me to be with him but it was just at the end of his career. You say he always sang. Uh, would you mind telling us about that? Well, he used to, if you hear the, the Traviata with the, with, the, with the maestro, he used to sing with the singers, too. So he used to do... <coughs> with this uh, humming, you know. Uh-huh. And it was really a pleasure. Yeah. What a great maestro. 
and what was he always felt for the singers, didn't yes, he? What did he tell yes. the orchestra sometimes? Never drown out? No, he said, never drown the voice of a singer. We have singers here. When we are alone, you play forte, like this written, fortissimo, or mezzo forte. But when we have an artist, the place is this written, forte, with one F. You put an M and F, that means mezzo forte. And when it's one P, is piano. And he used to say, put, put two P. And that means pianissimo. See? Very quiet. Yeah? Very so quiet. And never, never to draw out the voice of the singers. Always the respect for respect the artists. Respect for the artists. The for this, because they come to hear them, not us, he says. And, so and then the when we play alone, he said, then we do all the things written on music. And he was right, really right. Here then is the maestro in the pit with his orchestra, a very distinguished conductor, yes. yet always saying he sublimates mm -hmm. himself to the well, artist. Well, he used to stage. have heart for everything. Heart for the singers, heart for the players, for himself, which he was a great... Um, how do you say when a person always study? Well, he was Studios conscientious. conscientious. He was studying all the all time. All the time. Every moment, through the records, and listening is uh, uh, rehearsing on records, which is a great help, too. Even That's in his latter days, too? Oh, yes. We used to make all the records of rehearsing. And he used to go and call us to say, listen, come over and say, see here, you the tenor to Pierce. You're singing troppo forte. That's too... Well. And then I said to Maestro, Maestro, you want me to put more voice in? He said, no, you should, because you are a sick girl, you know, Traviata uh, has a TB, too. too. She's very sick. See, you should especially in the last time when she's dying. You cannot scream. He's a very so, healthy girl, each Albanese, always <laughs> singing sick girls. <laughs> always. <laughs> no, when I sing Manon Puccini, <laughs> that's a very <laughs> healthy girl. There's something, coming back to Toscanini again, something he said here during this uh, drinking song. What did he say now? He wanted champagne, champagne. Well, yes, he wants something uh, very uh, gay, very gay. He said the first act of uh, Traviata, you should feel to have champagne, to see champagne all around. And that's what the, he picked up the music. You know, he used to give ideas, and that's right, because given ideas, you can uh, start to do things in the right way. So we were so fortunate to have him given ideas. But now nobody gives ideas to anybody. They don't. And I want to give ideas to the well, new what and is young it? You singers. Say, what about, if we may for a moment, something you just said, the conductor, let us say a conductor today, a, a conductor today living and working, doesn't he, he doesn't do what Toscanini did. He's no, beginning ideas, no. we just conduct. A little, you know, we give some ideas because he used to love Toscanini. It's Fausto Cleva. He's a conductor metropolitan. He was a protege he is of one. Well, yes, he was friend with Toscanini, mm -hmm. but he is one that helps the, the, the artist when we have rehearsal with him. This is the only one. But sometimes he has so, you know, so much to do. It's too much. They have so much to do. They have one hour rehearsing this opera, and then the next hour they rehearse Wagner. That's too much. Here yeah. again, we come to that same trouble you spoke of earlier, the singers being rushed. Too much too is much, happening. Yes, too much, yes, too much. No rest. And then who has mind and a heart should take things a little slow. And that's what I am. I take things slow, but I want to do things well. And I don't care to rush. If they rush me, I start to be upset, and I'm not a, 
uh, upset type. I'm very quiet and calm, and I want to be calm. <laughs> Here's Madame Licia Albanese. You've given us a, a, a portrait of an artist, of you who will not be rushed, no matter how hectic the times are. Because no. what you do, right. the art is important. Perhaps a little reminiscence now of your girlhood, of your young, of your childhood beginning, since you mentioned Bari, the yes. port city. Yes, well, I'll tell Always you. Always the singer? Right away. No, well, yes, I did start right. young. But we, uh, the only instrument we just learn, soon we are born in Bari, is the piano. All family, every family, everybody. So we were six kids, kids. So, and then we start to play piano, and I was, I was just one of the youngest. And we dance. We love every kind of dance, you know, Charleston and that time Charleston. I was a kid, yeah, but I learned that too. Waltz and mazurka, every kind. And uh, one step, I remember mm -hmm. that time. And my uh, three brothers, they loved the jets. Like time, Yes, they had jets and they, they built their own um, drum, you know, they mm -hmm. did a lot of good things. And they used to invite us in this, you know, to dance and to make everybody happy because we were really well known in Bari to just, uh, I don't know, the family, Albanese family was uh, a very gay family and we used to sing, to dance and to entertain friends, Albanese cousins. means what? The name Albanese means something, doesn't it? Albanese, well, we have Albania it? close there. Albania. Maybe ah, my uh, my grand 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 grandfather yeah. father yeah. came from Albania. Who knows? Mm -hmm. We are just opposite yes. them. With a clear clear weather, we can see the mountains of Albania. And I'm sure I never find out. So I, you know, you need time to find out where you come from. Mm -hmm. And really, I don't care too. <laughs> so. Uh, and then we start like that. And when I had, I was uh, 12 years old, my oldest sister used to sing so well with a dramatic voice. So I start to sing with her some duets of operetta, you know, just light opera. We used to love operetta most than opera. And uh, the, my teacher, the pianist, uh, came one day and uh, heard me behind the door. And he said, oh, you have a beautiful voice. Why don't you start? And, and surprised your father for his birthday. I said, no, it's sing. My sister sings, I don't know how to sing. I said, please, will you sing something? And then I sang Visidarte. So my father, I don't know why, he just uh, wanted me to take to Naples, and he did. But I was just really young, 12 years old. So he t did take me and say, why don't you take the oldest girl? Because really, she had a beautiful, she played the piano beautifully my oldest sister. So he said, no, no, you, I see you are the type to become an artist, an operatic artist. Say, why me? I don't have an idea, I don't care. I want to become a toe dancer, <laughs> which I loved mm -hmm. so much. I used to go, you know, without uh, shoes, dancing all around the house. <clears throat> and then uh, after I loved so much drama, I loved that so much, but then my father wanted to to make me a, a, an opera singer, uh, just to be uh, obedient, I said, okay, I'll do what you want, and I study in Bari. We had a teacher there. But after two years, he died, and I left, and he said to me, please, when I die, just go to Milano and finish your studying and sing. So I did, but with uh, any idea, I didn't care. I was a very quiet girl. In the family, really, nobody knew me. 
They thought that we were five kids instead we were six. You were so quiet. Yes, I was so quiet. Nobody ever s saw me around. Uh, when I started to, to dance or to go around with my brothers, I was young, very young, and I never talked, uh, never say a thing. I was always quiet since I was born. My mother used to tell me, and I was two years uh, old or three, and she used to leave me on the sofa. That I was after four years, four uh, hours, I was sleeping. I was all the time sleeping, in which I love to sleep. <laughs> I still love to sleep. <laughs> so and then I left for Milano. In Milano, I studied four years more, and then I started my career. 1936, I start. 37, the full career, and then 1940, I came in this beautiful country. And the story I got you stuck tell. with a, a man. I married him. I had a nice You got boy. stuck with a man and you married him? Yes. <laughs> 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 so, you know, I never want to marry because I want to do something in my career to become somebody, which my father taught me to do. So I want to uh, keep uh, my promise to him. So and then I find a nice man, and he's really a successful man in New York. And it's a good, good man, big heart. And I have a boy seven years old. So you have a, a domestic life as yes, well as an artistic I life. I love it. And oh. you know, I know how to cook too. And you're if a good you don't cook know. Oh, on I top love of all it. <laughs> I love to cook. And I do that when I have time. You know, going in the kitchen, you just go over in your music. Sometimes the music really fills your head. And it's so much. It is too much. I have to go in the kitchen. So then I cook. And so as you're cooking, you're singing too? No, no, no. No, yeah. I rest. I, just, rest I just think what I'm doing because I have to make a, a good meal for my husband, uh, for my boy. This is your story then of a young girl. This is almost the opposite of the usual story. The usual story is the girl wanted you, was born to sing. In yes. your case, you were actually pushed No, I didn't care. Into... Really, I didn't. Now you I love yeah. it. Now it really is part of my life. But really, since I start even until 1940, I say, why I have to sing? Well, well, I like, I sing, everybody likes it, but so my father wanted, I have to make him happy. That was my idea. But since 40, the love of it grew yes, inside grew, you Yes, grew, grew so much, and really, and I like to teach, and like, if I had time, I would love to. But they ask me if I uh, start to give some lesson, I don't have time, see? I have so much, time. and then, you know, sometimes I have not to sing, I stay home and I had to think of my husband and my home Leecha and my Alvanese, We started with uh, Puccini, mm -hmm. a butterfly, and we come, uh, you, you've given us uh, the story of you and your feelings about opera, singing, uh, the great artists have influenced you, notably Maestro Toscanini, your feeling about Giacomo Puccini. Yes. You see, mm -hmm. even though he's so dead, much. he's still with you. Oh, yeah. yes, always. Now I say to you, uh, Madame Leach Albanese, thank you very much for being our gracious Thanks guest. Thanks to you. It was really wonderful to be with you today.